Hello, before you go any further, a quick favor from me to you, please. If you're loving my podcast, if I'm helping you change your life or giving you new ideas you never had before, please consider buying me a cup of coffee to thank me and to support me for my free work here. I put a lot of time, love and effort into these podcasts to help all of you get the jobs that you deserve, perhaps change your pronunciation and, of course, bring in the income that you need. If I have helped you, could you please help me? Recently, I lost the sponsorship of the podcast from Anchor and it means that there is zero income coming into this program and yet I'm still trying to record podcasts for you all. So follow the link down in the show notes or you can go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com or initial-impact.com and sponsor the show by clicking the links there. Thank you very much. Also grab yourself your free mini version of Fix Your Pronunciation Fast, my downloadable coaching audios and video program. It's on a limited basis only, so grab it while you can at impactquantumsuccess.gumroad.com and find the Fix Your Pronunciation link there. Finally, we have one sponsor that's providing free ESL English, IELTS OET, AMC, immigration, jobs, coaching, lots of uh, support and resources there, you need to go to iwantout.wildapricot.org and you can check them out there. Thank you very much. Enjoy the program and keep going. Hello and welcome to another podcast. I am Coach Martin Manila coming to you live from the Philippines at ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. A warm welcome to my program and if you are new to me, please, please spread me far and wide. Let others know how you found me. Remember, these podcasts are totally free for you. My mission is to spread this information, whether you using English as your second or native language, whether you're wanting to nail interviews in any industry whatsoever, or perhaps just launch your business and become more confident when you speak to people. My job is to get that information out into the hands of people like you who deserve to have it totally free of charge. Remember this, there is only one thing getting in your way and that is what you believe you are capable of doing. So because you found me today, know that you're capable of far more. Also, if you are a current listener to me, thank you for making the program what it is. We are expanding far and wide and the numbers are just increasing. So it's lovely to have a wide audience all over the world. Today, I'm going to continue the series about becoming a doctor in Australia, or even better, you're already a doctor, but you want to do that in Australia. Now, the biggest question I get asked is absolutely this one. How hard is it to prepare for that AMC exam? All right. Now, this is a brief overview. Again, it comes with a disclaimer. Everything I share here is not exhaustive meaning that there's probably far more to know than what I'm telling you here. But it's going to give you a good idea of what you're preparing for. Also, if you want to get detailed instruction and coaching from me, you can either book a session to have a live session with me, and you can get that at eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. Or if you prefer to do something like this and listen to a podcast, which you can pause, rewind, replay, download and keep forever, then do sign up to my premium content. The links are down below and that enables you to get access to all of my content that are much longer and more in depth usually and have turned themselves into mini coaching sessions in their own right. And that is just for $9.99 a month. So it's a really low cost subscription. You can cancel it anytime you like, but why would you? Because you're not just going to get access to medical stuff. No, 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 no. Even if you're not a medic, even if you are a medic, 
you are going to get access to everything. My confidence training, my NLP guided imagery for helping you get in the right mind zone, okay, to deal with presenting or to speak to people in a confident way. You're going to get interview practice podcast. You're also going to get stuff to help you with the OET, the IELTS. And of course, if you just want to sound better in your English and expand your vocab. So honestly and truly, it's the best investment you can make in yourself and much cheaper than buying yourself a couple of cups of coffee every month. Right, let's get back to how hard this AMC exam is then, right? So being um, a graduate from overseas, an international medical graduate, means that really you obviously have to be aware of the career pathways. And if you haven't already listened to that podcast, please check out my other podcast on the routes available to you and the visa options for you as a medic. Now, of course, there's lots of information out there. And many times you'll find there's so much. Some of it is quite informative. Um, other bits are just repeating themselves. And I'm trying to keep these podcasts as non-repetitive as I can. But of course, there will be some crossover because I'm mindful that you might be listening to this out of order, meaning you haven't heard the previous one. So I want to ensure that there is a bit of crossover in here. So that's why you might hear a little bit of rep a repetitive nature in my content. So um, really, we've got to think about a number of factors as to, well, when you say how hard is it, it depends, doesn't it, right? It really depends on how effective and efficient your reading and learning process is. And of course, if you're doing this as a native speaker of English or second language. Um, also, it depends on how similar your own medical school training is that to the Australian version. Um, it may be very different. I'm coaching a lot of doctors at the moment in Japan and Turkey. And it appears that there is a big difference um, in some areas. Um, also, the Philippines is slightly different too. So um, you do need to check this out and compare the two systems, and then you can be your own best judge, okay, as to how this will affect you. Remember, anything in this podcast and other podcasts is in, in, it's kind of information only, all right? I can't say this is absolute the only thing you need to be aware of. And it is a legal disclaimer I've got here for you. Don't take my word for this. Do check this out as well, okay? Um, from your point of view, this should be taken as a brief introduction to what you can expect. But like all things in life, be your own judge and get that personalized effect for you by checking out what it means for you, okay? So um, in order to really answer this, as I say, there's many things you have to consider. But the first thing, let's face it, is to complete the two separate AMC exams. So the first one is that multiple choice exam, which I think is probably slightly easier, um, although I'm not saying it's not challenging. Uh, your, your reading of English has to be excellent and your comprehension of what they are asking you in the question. Right. So we've got to work on those skills if English is your second language. But even as a native speaker, do not get caught out. Take your time to read the question thoroughly. Don't assume or guess and think you know what it is and then pick the wrong multiple choice answer. All right. OK. The second part clearly is then the clinical exam, which is rigorous and kind of like uh, exhausting. Right. OK. But it's on purpose. We've got to ensure that everybody is safe. Now, the latest report from the AMC. OK. Um, in one year, there were 2,663 um, AMC MCQ part one exams. Okay, so that's the multiple choice questionnaire part one exams. All right. That's how many sat the exam. And just to give you an idea, 1,559 candidates passed. So if we do the math on that, we're roughly talking about 58 to 60% pass rate. 
okay. So you can see it's kind of rigorous. For the AMC clinical exam, are you ready? Okay, so 597 candidates passed out of 2,165 candidates assessed. Yeah, it's kind of scary, isn't it? All right, so that means there's roughly less than a 28, 29% pass rate. All right, okay, so you can see how rigorous that exam is. So this really means that the first part of the AMC is fairly hard, but then we compare it to the second part, we're talking kind of extreme, right? Okay, so to really put it into perspective for you, um, you need to know how best to prepare and you need to practice and really make sure you're up to the task before you enter for it. Okay, so the eligibility, let's just go over this briefly, even though I've covered it in other podcasts, but in case you're not listening to those first, um, in order to be eligible uh, to sit the AMC, you've first got to establish the portfolio. Now, you need to create the registration with the AMC website and then check the AMC for the eligibility of your medical school, because it depends if you're specializing or not. Right. AMC usually recognizes most, but not all of them. So do check that out. And then you've got to create what they call an EPIC account. And that confirms your identity um, with the ECFMG. Okay. Now, EPIC reports back, okay, um, to the AMC when it's happy with everything you've entered, if you're allowed to request a sit for the AMC part one exam. So that's that multiple choice, all right? In order to do that, you don't need any work experience at all um, to sit AMC Part 1 exam. And you can, in fact, do that whenever you like, right? But of course, be warned, you've got to have a good level of English comprehension for this. Now, the uh, AMC, uh, as it's called, Computer Adaptive Test, the CAT or CAT, all right? That is the MCQ, the Multiple Choice Questionnaire Examination. And it's really a pivotal role. Um, it really looks at you um, as an international overseas medical graduate who is considering becoming a doctor in Australia. It is computer administered. It's multiple choice, as we've said, and it can be taken in one sitting. It lasts three and a half hours. Right. So be prepared for that one. It's kind of a long one. Um, you will generally get 150 um, A type. MCQ. So what we mean by that is you've got to select the one correct response from among five other options. And 120 of those 150 questions count towards your total score. Um, the remaining 30 questions, okay, are really being just tested at the moment, right? They're being rolled out there. They're just seeing how they run and they're not going to count towards your final score. But of course, you don't know which of these questions are just the test ones that they're checking. So give your best answer all 150 like you like depended on it, people. All right. Um, you are expected to complete them all and you must complete, of course, the 120 scored items. So just just do the best you can. If you fail, because this is what I get asked, what happens if I fail to complete all 120 scored items in the exam? It can really lead to um, not enough information, really, okay, for them to decide reliably if you are able or not. And therefore, it's not good, right? It won't give you a great result on that AMC adaptive scale. So you want to aim to answer all of them in the time limit that you've got. Uh, there are many different books that you can use, all right? Um, really, there's no right or wrong way um, for you to pick a book. What I will say to you is this. Don't go crazy and order loads and loads of books because pretty much there will be overlap, there will be 
crossover, there will be repetition, and you just need to know the core features that you should focus upon, then stick to one or two books and keep them at that, and then use that in addition with coaching, like with myself or somebody else, if you're working with somebody else, um, to make sure that you are fully versed in everything and that your reading is up to scratch, okay? I'm going to put a link down below to my uh, bookshop, okay? Um, if you want to purchase any of these books, please do consider doing so through that link. You can find all of them available. And 10% of the profits go to supporting independent bookstores. That is retained by the company. Okay, here's my transparency. The other 10% I do receive as a small commission. But again, that helps me continue making these podcasts free of charge for you. And also, we're still trying to launch the Spencer Stars Foundation here in the Philippines to help street kids who do not go to school because they're out there selling fruit and rags to support their family, okay? We're trying to set up a foundation here where we can bring them in and feed them, okay, for a couple of hours every single week and give them some English education and teach them entrepreneurial skills so that they can develop their own proper businesses so that they aren't just out there selling just fruit and living a life in poverty. So thank you in advance for considering purchasing through my store instead of Amazon, which is a great giant who doesn't do any of this, okay? Um, so if we think about it, um, there are many books. The one that I, I really have come across a lot and many candidates say is helpful is um, a, a book called uh, General Practice, okay? Um, and it's by John Murta, okay? Um, if you check it out down below, the link is down there for you. And it is very important to be practicing the exam questions too. So you should really study the handbook of multiple choice questions with the explanations and then try to complete as many past papers as possible, right? Um, you can also um, use Kaplan's USMLE Step 2 Lecture Notes in place of the book by John. Um, the advantage, I'd say, of John's book over the Kaplan Notes is that um, it can also be studied for the clinical exam as well. So it really does cover the two, which I think is a good good investment as it were but it's up to you uh, you may want to get both of them right um there is also an official online practice exam it's available through the amc website and you can look at the various options just choose one okay and then use that to keep you know practicing with also what i'd just say as an additional side note here on the mcq exam is that there are strict rules for that which you must stick to um, so always read the official instructions clearly um, you're not allowed to bring anything right pretty much right you can't bring tissues or paper with you um, so yeah you can't even bring like if you've got a runny nose sorry you can't use it um, pens, pencils, rulers, okay, your mobile phone's got to be switched off, your cell phone, and put in a, a specific area of the room. The bags that you bring have to be placed in an allocated area of the room, and no food and drink at all allowed in that exam room, okay? Um, you are given a whiteboard and a pen for making notes, and the whiteboard is collected at the end, okay, by the supervisors, by the invigilators. Also, uh, no family members are allowed to wait anywhere in the examination venue, okay? They've got to wait outside the building. They cannot be in the exam venue at all. And it takes about four weeks for you to receive your result because, of course, the MCQ exam is computerized. To pass it, you need to score that 250 or more, and less than 60% of the candidates pass, all right? So I know this is um, sounding a bit disheartening, <laughs> all right? 
Um, but let's face it, at the end of the day, it's important for us to be realistic because I'm trying to set you up to succeed, not to fail. So this is what I really want you to give it your all when you are studying. And if you uh, are worried about this, get a session with me and we will go through and tell you exactly where your current level is. And then I will send you away with an action plan to improve that. All right. Um, now, the MCQ exam is not cheap. At present, when I did the last research on this, it was about, well, nearly about $2,800, right, thereabouts. Um, of course, the clinical exam, let's just talk about that as well. How hard is this, right? Upon passing the MCMCQ exam, you then have to turn up for the MC clinical exam. This is held in Melbourne at the MC's purpose-built examination centre. As I say, unless COVID makes a, a resurgence, um, then it's in in person still. Now the clinical exam format is twenty stations, all right. And I have covered this before, but basically you're looking at gynaecology, so obstetrics, pediatrics, psychiatry, medicine, surgery. Fourteen of those stations are scored. Again, just to let you uh, know about this, two of them are pilot, all right. They're just testing them. They're not scored, but you don't know which are which. Um, and four are kind of rest ones, non-scored stations. So you need to pass 10 or more of these stations to pass the exam. And as I've said to you earlier, that pass rate really low, 29, 28%, all right? So you've got to get good at this. I recommend that you don't just study the handbook of clinical assessment, but you want to practice as many role plays as you can. And this is where I come in. Um, you can get your sessions booked with me and I take you through everything as much as I possibly can to ensure it's as rigorous as you can get, all right? And we've got to have you practicing all of the vocab, the phrasing, how you give instructions, if you want people to move, turn around, you're performing diagnostics, and how you deliver that information. Uh, we go through it step by step, and there's not anything we don't leave out. Um, in addition, you can get my premium podcast, which again, I'm going to give you in-depth coaching for these particular aspects as well. I'm also considering, because of the response I've had to this, is whether I design a course for you all, okay, that can literally be taken so we can take it as a step-by-step -step course for you. But right now, the premium podcasts are the equivalent of that. So you can listen to me wherever you go. You can pause, download it, replay it, whatever you need to do with it and copy my phrasing, okay? When I'm going to either talk about giving and patient education, you're going to be able to copy me word for word and get used to the phrasing, all right? And the cost of sitting the clinical exam is around $3,500, all right? So this whole thing is really starting to be expensive, right? So please, please make sure you prepare first. I don't want you wasting your money. Um, it's important that when you're ready to do it, you're ready to go. Um, when you think about it, um, the question I do get asked a lot, okay, is do you need to clear or pass the AMC clinical exam part two to apply for a job position? Well, no, you don't. I mean, you can get a position prior to completing your part two, okay? Um, but of course, you will have to clear that as part of your professional registration before you can apply for general registration. So really, um, you don't have to do it that way, but honestly speaking, yeah, um, candidates with both the AMC part one and two completed are preferred by employers over just having the part one. So I wouldn't really, yeah, I'd advise you to do it in that order. So get the part one and part two sorted. Of course, start, you know, scoping around, making connections, sending out your resume. Um, but 
frankly speaking, if you are going to do that before completing this, um, then I would say to you, make it very clear that you are about to embark on taking your part two. All right, so they know that you are near enough to that stage already. If you're not, then clearly don't tell them that, don't mislead them. Um, but in general, most of them will just be getting inundated with people who've already cleared the part one and part two. So you don't want to put yourself at a disadvantage and waste that first impression by saying, hey, I've only got part one, right? Um, so honestly and truly, I, I recommend you get both of them sorted okay first. I hope this has helped just answer a few of the small questions. As I say, I'm going to give you more detail in another podcast and uh, you can get the full details and in-depth training in my premium subscription. So don't forget to sign up. All the links are down below. If you're finding this helpful, please spread it to all your colleagues. If you're a doctor, please spread it to anywhere that you hang out. Um, I know there's lots of medical forums and doctors only um, spaces. So please could you do me a favor and let people know if you found this helpful. Um, I'm very help, um, happy to uh, to give you some free advice. If you want to drop me a quick message, it's hello at initial-impact.com. Um, I will try to to people as fast as I can and it's a little bit tricky at times for me but um, if you really want my yeah my focused attention it's better to book a session with me um, and you can do that at eslbusinessenglishexperts.com it's a money-back guarantee so invest in yourself um, and you're going to save yourself a lot of wasted money setting these exams if you're not ready and if you don't find we make some progress for you or help you understand better your plan then you will get your money refunded 100% from me other than the fee that the credit card company takes. I don't get to keep that. And sadly, I can't refund it back to you. But other than that, everything else comes back to you if it's not helpful. But most people have found it is. Uh, I have not yet had anybody ask for money back. So that's a good sign. So please, please, please remember, focus on your belief in yourself first. You need to believe in yourself to prepare to get through these exams. They are tough. They are stringent. Those are nice words. You can do it, though. Uh, you've become a doctor. You can absolutely crack this but it should not be taken as some sort of walk in the park, and that's a good idiom. It is not like taking sweets from a baby, okay? This is demanding, people, and I really stress and urge you to get a session with myself or another coach to go through these role plays. Ensure your vocab is up to scratch, okay? Check out the books down below, and remember, practice like your life depended on it. Take care. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And if you have enjoyed it, please feel free to sponsor a segment. If you're listening on Spotify, you can simply go to sponsor this podcast and you will be able to sponsor me for as little as just 99 cents a month, which is highly affordable and also gratefully appreciated. If you prefer to do something one-off, then you can just simply buy me a cup of coffee. Again, details are in the show notes below each program and you can click there and pay securely via Stripe. And again, this enables me to continue providing these podcasts totally free of charge for you all here so even if you can't afford high level coaching i'm sure that every now and again you might want to sponsor me to enable this podcast to keep running for as long as possible for you thank you in advance for everything you can do to help keep me keeping these going for you and of course you can just simply help me by spreading the word about the podcast Put me on your social media, everywhere that you go, tweet about me, blog about me, whatever you'd like to do about me, as 
long as it's beneficial and it's polite, okay? I welcome all of that, but please just circulate the information far and wide. Our job here in the Coach Mark Manila family is to get this information into the hands of the people like you who really need this and deserve to get this at a really free price. Take care. I'll see you soon.